Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. I'm Ryan. And I'm Macy. And today we are talking about Mean Girls. Not- she doesn't even go here. <laughs> Not the movie is what I was going to say, but it sounds like now we're talking about the movie. Um, have yet to see the new one, although the classic is what it is. It's a classic. But we're talking about today whether Mean Girls exists in adulthood and what that relationship is like as an adult versus kind of what you were more experienced with as a kid. So when you're in high school, maybe even middle school, I don't really feel like it goes any younger than that too much, but you happen to have these cliques that kind of pop up. And sometimes they're by the rich kids, maybe the sports kids, the cool kids, kids that just think that they're better than everyone, right? And you have maybe a mean girl emerge and maybe sometimes even though it's a weird word, a mean guy. Oh, the mean boy. <laughs> the mean boy. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe they're bullies, but a lot of times they don't even come off necessarily as bullies. They just kind of come off like elitist, maybe mm. kind of more click-like. You Gatekeepers know? in a way. Gatekeepers. Yeah, that's a good word. They're not necessarily in your face a bully, but there's kind of those underlining mean and bully tones. Yeah. Um, and I think all of us have had an experience like that growing up. Or maybe we were the mean girl and guy. Oh, Plot were twist. you? Were you? We were in our villain era way uh, before Taylor <laughs> Swift said it. Before it was a thing. I will say, I don't think I've ever been a mean boy, but I haven't <laughs> heard the term before today. I will say that. But does it does it translate to adulthood? I guess maybe in college a bit. I had a few of those gatekeeper kind of experiences, but most of those were kind of like frat bros that were like, oh, you, who do you know? here kind of thing you know yeah I definitely think it does translate into adulthood but I think it shows up a little bit less obvious okay and it does depend on who you're hanging out with or what your vibe is but I definitely think it does exist in adulthood because those mean girls had to grow up and go somewhere for Uh, one you know so I definitely think it exists but I do think it kind of translate a little bit different than it does when you're in high school for one when you're in high school those bullies and mean people feel like so important in your life, you know, because they kind of make your everyday life awful, right? Like you don't get to sit at the cool table or they make fun of you or, oh, you're not wearing the coolest outfit. What a loser you are, right? And as an adult, you just don't really care. And it's kind of like, well, if you're going to make fun of my outfit, what does that say about you as a person, you know? Yeah. And I think when you're younger, you just, those things feel so much more intimidating. Yeah, I think that's my exact take. You know, why would you pay it any mind if it does exist in the modern adult world? Okay, I really want to join like this adult soccer league or this adult board game club. If someone was acting that way, I would immediately turn around and say, I will find this exact same thing somewhere else and have a better time. Exactly. Like, I just think that we have a lot more boundaries and we just don't put up with as much. That's a good However, point. I do think that there are still cliques and I do think that people still kind of have the mean girl tendency inside of them. Okay. And I do think certain people still kind of fall victim to it. So I don't think it just leaves the second we graduate high school. I think it just kind of transforms the way it shows up in our life. So Ryan, I know you kind of just said that you don't really feel like people would put up with it. But do you feel like there are mean girls, maybe clicky guys? Does that really exist at all in adulthood? Or for you, you think that it's really something that we all outgrow at some point? It's an interesting question. For me, in my own experience, I'll say that I just I just firmly believe that people will outgrow it. I think that the first time you act that way and someone calls you on your bullshit of a better word, you should be wise to it. Now, I'm not saying that maybe there aren't a few outliers out there. I just think that 
everybody as a collective should decide to not put up with it. Am I am I being crazy about this? I don't think so. I think you're right that people do maybe like yeah set boundaries or just decide I'm not going to deal with this person. Yeah. But I think it shows up so differently. Like maybe you're not even realizing where it kind of shows up. Like I'm in some alumni groups with my college, for example. And the people there are very clicky. And it does show up where it's like if someone is talking to all engineer majors, for example, the second I come in, I'm like, hello, I run a social club. It's kind of like all of a sudden so snooty, like, oh, well, nice talking to you. You know what I mean? And you kind of see this happen in a lot of different networking circles or even just different social clubs, country clubs, neighborhoods. I definitely think that you do kind of see these clicky vibes pop up. Okay, well, let me pull it back then. I can kind of see more click vibes. I guess I was thinking more in terms of has someone ever been super rude to the point that I wanted to just, you know, back out and leave the whole thing? I think I've definitely interacted a lot more with people who are just kind of clicky in general. And it's 100% difficult to break through and be a part of that group or something like that. So maybe that what I'm thinking more is that mean girl mentality kind of translates down more to adult cliques and really makes those individuals more protective of who they have because they're worried about losing it to someone else. Yeah, maybe they even kind of like almost keep their meanness <laughs> inside, you know, yeah. because it's really not kind of cool, especially nowadays in this political climate and stuff. Uh, to act like climate. that. Okay. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I definitely think that now there's so much backlash to being any type of bully. I mean, like, I've had moments where I've made a joke, like, in my social club about events or something, and I've been, like, practically canceled, you know? And it's like, I was just making a joke. You and they canceled? would say, uh, well, not really. <laughs> but, you know, they would say, like, I was being a bully or I was being mean. It's like, well, I was just being funny. Got it. And, you know, so, but I will say... I'll come out and say it. I think that I have mean girl tendencies. Uh-oh. So if I have them, other people have them. Maybe I just have mean girl PTSD from <laughs> living with you then. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but I think, like, uh, for me, growing up, I wouldn't say I was, like, the cool kid. Um, and I, there were definitely times, like, in middle school, especially, where I was kind of bullied. Maybe in high school there were certain people that made me feel, like, a little bit inferior to them. And then in college and so on, I think I gained a little bit more confidence. And I kind of feel like now I don't really put up with anything. So I almost feel like I'm the mean girl back where it's like, you know, if you're going to have an issue with me or you're going to like not include me in something, then I'm going to like let you know how I feel about it. And I definitely think that sometimes that comes off particularly as someone that hosts so many things and has a big friend group. I think that sometimes I kind of come off like the mean girl because I'm like, you know what? You can like leave or... You know, you have an issue with me, then bye. You know, I'm going to stop you there, though, because what you're saying is that you have mean girl tendencies or whatever. But what you actually said in context was that you don't put up with people being fake or being rude. And I don't think that that's at all a mean girl thing. I think that that's respect and boundaries in your own right. Anyway, I was just thinking more along the lines of if someone's going to come in here and act rude to you, it's not really being a mean girl to respect your own territory. But I do take it too far sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Tell know, me more. Uh, yeah, like I removed people from group chats. I've been removed from group chats. I have literally um, screenshotted people's texts and things and put them on my Instagram story. You've outed people for cheating before. I have done that. But yeah. again, is that that bad of a thing? I mean, I don't know. I think like two wrongs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but I've definitely done some stuff where it was like, that was kind of insane girl behavior. That's giving Regina George for uh, sure. You know, like I keep tabs. That's funny. I, I guess uh, I guess I probably won't have the mean girl tendency as well. But what I will say is as somebody who has tried to join groups that have been a little clicky, historically, I, I just feel it's easy to pick up on the vibe. Maybe I just am a little more tuned to it because, of course, I host this podcast and I talk about it and I'm more familiar with different things. But everyone gives out a vibe. You just got to check it and you got to understand what you're going into. And if it's something that you want to do, like, oh, I really want to join this country club wine club or I will really want to join this like you know community thing – you just have to be patient. You have to compliment people. You come in with a open mentality and don't expect immediately to be like sworn in, you know, right off the bat, earn your respect and be friends with people. You know, I guess that's how I've always looked at things in the entire world. So maybe my mentality is just different because I'm just thinking like, if someone's putting out that vibe, that's, you know, oh, you, why would you even come here? You know, you're, you don't belong. I'm not going to be there then. I will go start my own thing and make it better than yours. <laughs> Maybe that's my mean girl mentality. I don't uh, know. Kind of. I think, it, you know, like the competitive nature or something sure. is a little bit in that. But I definitely think, though, as an adult, you do have the decision to decide, am I going to put up with this or not? And a lot of times the answer is no. I think a lot of us do have a lot more self-confidence and we realize that the person acting this way probably has some type of insecurity or reason that they're acting like that, you know, because it's not normal to just be rude to people for no reason and you know what's crazy to me is so many people that I know that act like that like went to my high school for example and they're like really well off and I know a lot of people like they work for like their parents and they think that they're so successful therefore they're gatekeeping their success and their clicks and all this stuff and what's crazy is to me they have the least life experience of anyone you know and they really don't even know like how to be an adult for example they would probably think that this podcast is insane to even have because they probably think oh I have so many friends I'm so cool and it's like the truth is that you basically haven't worked for anything you know that's true it was handed um, to you yeah. or you know even if you have friends that are really old like when was the last time you made a new friend you know right so I think when you're gatekeeping and having these clicks it's really you putting yourself at a disadvantage because to me anyone that's really successful and just going to make their own way at all for themselves knows that there's value to be had in expanding your group, learning from other people, you know, meeting new people. So you kind of have to feel bad for someone that is a hundred percent the mean girl or gatekeeping clicky guy, you know, in this day and age for sure. What I will say though, is if you are somebody who has that kind of tendency or behavior, I think it's pretty natural to want to protect what you have or to, constantly keep the good thing you have going but the reality is things change and you shouldn't hold that against somebody for coming in and and wanting to join it you know I think that that's just wrong yeah and well and things do change and it's like okay maybe right now you have all your friends from high school still and y'all are all this little cute little group but you know in like 10 years maybe someone's divorced maybe someone has moved away and slowly that starts to break apart and so 
you know, you being mean this whole yeah. time or whatever might come back to kind of affect you right. in ways that you're not thinking of currently. And as an adult, things change so quickly, your best friends move away and maybe your other best friends move away in the same year and you're left with nothing. And if you had just been open-minded and let maybe that other individual into your little clique or your little group, they might've been your best friend right now. You never know, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but just keep an open mind about that. Yeah, I definitely think too, like the mean girl mentality kind of comes from wanting to have power and stuff. So you might see it less, but almost see it play out like in a corporate setting or possibly um, volunteer setting or something where someone is in charge and maybe they're not the mean girl, but they're kind of the really hard boss or something. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where just someone has power and, you know, Karen of the HOA might be the best example (laughs) too. You know, just someone that's very nitpicky or just kind of trying to make people feel inferior. And yeah, I think um, as annoying as it is, you do have to kind of feel bad for people that feel like they have to act like that to be respected or anything. That's fair. And, you know, I just thought of an interesting thought experiment here, and I'm curious uh, about your opinion on it. So let's say, and this is, of course, all fictional, let's say we took 30 adults and they went back to school, like actually back to school, high school style, you know, they're going every day, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whatever. Do you think that those adults would form cliques? 100%. That's what I was thinking, too. It's like like you're putting them back in the environment that they were in, and it would repeat itself. I think that that environment, though, just really kind of breeds cliques, you know, because you have different hobbies and sports and different types of people, and they're all having to be in one classroom or one lunch period or one setting all together. And it's easy to form these kind of alliances, right, with friends or groups. And you don't really have to have that in adulthood with the exception of maybe your work or your neighborhood. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because my next step up was it's kind of similar to, you know, going to work on location or something at your job. You know, you're taking everybody from different backgrounds and you're putting them all together in this small team or maybe a large team. And... If anybody is in HR, you probably know, but like things happen and fights happen and stuff, but clicks definitely form and gossip happens, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just don't know, is it healthy or is it natural? It's kind of tough to decide. I feel like it is natural, maybe, you know, because you want to be a part of a team. Sometimes you can't all be a team, you know, or you have different interests and desires. Why can't we all just get along, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. I think uh, everyone's just so different, you know, and then you see that play out and you do have like leaders and followers yeah. and that in itself creates clicks particularly. And if someone is kind of the mean girl tendency, they might become the leader and just kind of be very sassy and rude to everyone else, you know? I think that's a good point because when you think about everything, you know, politics in general, there are groups that are formed, there are religious groups, there's different groups that are formed. I mean, you, you know. could say right now there's a lot of political leaders that are mean girls. That's, <laughs> that's mean fair. Boys. <laughs> Donald Trump is a pretty big mean girl, I will say, but I think that's a funny visual just to throw out there for everybody Mm -hmm. but yeah I think it's so interesting when you think about the cliques and the groups because the society we live in naturally produces them because there are leaders there are followers there are situations you get pushed into and I guess my own take is 
I think that it sucks and that you as an individual should be open to everyone and everything and just be kind to people and don't deal with it. Maybe that is a high road response, but I really believe it. Yeah, but I do kind of feel like, like you said, society kind of creates it. And I think a lot of it ends up coming with certain positions, you know, like if you are, say, the HOA leader, well, all of a sudden you are so pissed off that people have their yard not perfectly cut, you Mm. know, it's like a power play or you feel like you need to like implement certain things and therefore it makes you the bad guy. Um, That's just one example. But I think it does transfer over in like social groups and social settings and I can't tell you how many times, like, I've been, like, a networking thing, and, like, there's a few people that stand out, maybe, right? And everyone, like, wants to talk to them or something. Mm, okay. And you kind of pick up maybe these arrogant tendencies from certain people or whatever. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I think it's normal. Or it comes naturally <laughs> to certain people maybe more than others. But I definitely think you're right. Like, it's it's not the best way to be. I think it's a little immature. It's a little irresponsible. But... I think there's certain settings where it just kind of naturally happens. And it's almost like, can we even blame them? Because that's kind of what people want. I mean, you take Mean Girls, for example. Regina George is just kind of living her life, right? And all these other high schoolers are like, well, she's so cool. Yeah, but She, she models a, in Japan. She has a really cool mom, though. We have to point that out. <laughs> she does have a cool mom. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like, did she ask to be this popular queen? Or well, did it just I don't know. You make, she, I think it just... It happens, but it's also, there's no way that they don't go with it. I mean, I was never that girl, obviously. But you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, you wouldn't have the clicks and the mean person or the standout person if people didn't kind of lead them into that. I guess that's fair. But as a young person, your identity forms as whatever you are, you know? So Regina George was forming her identity around what she was and formed her identity well, around be being fair, popular and then got escalated to that point, right? She was formed that way a bit because, like, her parents let her do whatever and stuff, right? Now we're so. getting real into the philosophy <laughs> of Mean Girls here. I did not uh, expect no, it to go this not route. not just Regina, but I think that you can see that a lot, especially with, like, the cliques that are the rich kids or the really trendy kids, right, okay. where they're probably really spoiled or, like, they come from really well-off or eccentric families who just kind of always put them on a pedestal. And then they go into school, like, expecting the same thing. And it's, you know, not to say that they should act like that, but it's almost like, can you blame them? I mean, they're going to have this mentality, right? And it kind of it just shines through them that that's the vibe, you know? But I think what's unfortunate is that in high school in particular, it's really easy to be manipulated by people that act like that. It's fair. Now, let me slightly pivot here. Do you think that people in the adult world have a burn book or a burn book equivalent? I'm not saying a realistic, obviously, you know, book like that. But do you think it's in people's minds or like, you know, oh, you crossed me. I'm going to keep this in mind. I think that's obviously things Mm. that people do. But more in terms of, I guess, friendships and stuff. Um, What do you think about the burn book situation as an adult? Yeah, I definitely think so. And I say that from a perspective of not necessarily that people are actually like, yeah, keeping these hatred books and stuff, right? But I do think people do kind of keep tally. And I've had situations where someone's like, well, you know, this this isn't the first time you've acted like this. Or this isn't the first time this happened. You know, and you're like, no, they're keeping track. Or they just don't really like you. And it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. They've decided that. And gossip is obviously very prevalent no matter how old you are. I mean, I have 
like 50, 60 year old family members who gossip more than I do. Which is right? dumb, but I digress. Yeah, but you know, the, so the gossip continues and I definitely think that the burn book tendency in the sense that you're keeping tabs or, you know, you have these ideas about people and you've decided that about them. Tally is an interesting term because I will say as someone who actively tries not to do it, there are plenty of times where somebody maybe makes a rude comment or says something a little snarky that I take in the wrong way in the moment. And my mind immediately flashes back to that person. And I think, has this person done this to me in the past? Because it's almost like a compounding thing. You know, Mm -hmm. you do it to me once, maybe I'll let it happen. Second time, this is a trend. Third time, I'm not messing with you anymore kind of thing. That, that was kind of where I was thinking of it in more terms of the yeah. realistic nature. I definitely think that everyone kind of does that. And I definitely think that though the burn book mentality is stuck with a lot of us, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, you decide you do or don't like someone or you come up with these ideas about people and that's what it is. And you share those ideas to others, maybe, <laughs> or you don't. Maybe you just keep it to yourself. Maybe Twitter is the modern burn book. You just That's throw your true, things out there actually. and I you think, don't care. Uh, yeah, social media has really made it where you can be like a troll. You can be a mean girl. That's true. And you can even fake your identity so no one knows that you are that person, you know? That's a good point. And honestly, you know, people make mistakes and things. But yeah, a lot of it does get called out into the open now, which obviously some good, some bad. You know, I feel like... There are definitely people that deserve to be, you know, put out there for, you know, obviously people make mistakes. It's kind of a middle road to take, of course, but um, maybe that's the modern day equivalent. Well, in my experience, friend groups literally are burn books. (laughs) They revolve around it? Yeah, because I've had a lot of falling outs in certain friend groups over the last five, six years or so. And it it does get kind of clicky. It gets where people are taking sides. Mm. You know, that happened, like you said, when I did call out someone that was cheating. And by doing that, I got removed from my own group chat, which is hilarious. Um, (laughs) Still a little jaded about it. A little bit. I feel like, you know. Of course, I know how you feel. (laughs) But I just mean that I think people still are just as immature as they were in high school. The only difference is that maybe in order in order to make friends or have certain things that you want, you have to kind of bury it a bit deeper, right? I mean, you couldn't act like that, like in a corporate setting or something, for example. I mean, not as well, directly. Well, <laughs> I'm sure you could. Yeah, but... you could, but you know what I mean. Like, it usually has to like kind of amp up to something bigger. For that to be okay to do. So Macy, if someone listening feels like they've been clickish, I don't know if that's a word. I think we just made that up on this <laughs> podcast. But if someone feels right now like they have maybe been a little bit of the mean girl, a little bit of keeping their own click, what would you recommend them do? Yeah, I think especially being that maybe I have those tendencies myself, the best advice I can give is to mostly work on your inner person. Um, I feel like anytime I've been a little bit mean in a group chat or something, a lot of times my personal life is a little unsettled. Okay. And I tend to bring that out in the group chat or in the situation. So, for example, when I did call out that person that was cheating, I was not super happy in the friend group. And I wasn't super happy with the fact that this person was cheating and it was affecting my life because it was happening at your apartment because this was your roommate. It was like something that just kind of irked me. Yeah. But for deeper reasons. And I think if I just had not cared, you know, or maybe had been busier with other things in my life, I wouldn't have called so much attention to that. And then 
Therefore, sure. I wouldn't have been removed from the chat or I wouldn't have lost friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think a lot of times, you know, you're worried about other people or other things that really weren't your problem. And right. it's really not your time to be gatekeeping, you know, and you're doing it because you're either insecure about something or you're lacking confidence or maybe you're just jaded. And as much as payback seems so nice in the moment, sure. a lot of times it ends up coming back to kind of mess up your own life, you know? That's fair. But I will point out, though, that sometimes those friends or your groups will put you in a situation that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? In yeah. that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more just, you know, is it, are you being... <laughs> I don't want to say rational, but maybe. I mean, but also if you just don't care if it's like, you know what, this friend group could burn to the ground for all I care, <laughs> then do it. You know, be the mean girl. Sometimes it feels good to just say it all, you know? So let me just get this clear. You're telling people to either decide to <laughs> embrace it or decide not to, essentially. Yeah, kind of. I, you know, I don't know. You're an adult. It's your decision. But there's consequences, obviously, good yeah. or bad. Sometimes, too, you get what you want and it ends up being awful. I mean, you know, you tell someone off, but then you have to live with that regret maybe because now they feel like a horrible person. I don't know. But I, I definitely think that before you do anything, you should think about how much it affects your life and yep. why, like, the deeper cause, you know, what's making you feel like this or what's making you be the gatekeeper or the mean girl or the clickish guy, you know? Are you doing it for power or something? Because if that's the reason... Um, you might want to reconsider kind of your life path and your <laughs> goals and, you know, what you're doing outside of that group. That's a great point. And a lot of people probably struggle with that self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to do that even if you aren't in that situation. Uh, to give you an example, maybe you're on the opposite end. Maybe you are trying to get into a clique. Maybe you're trying to get into this group. Maybe it's exclusive. Maybe it's not. But maybe you're just worried about it. You know, what should you do? What I would say is always be positive. People love positivity. You know, even if you are the most annoying person in the world, if you're always showing up and giving people compliments and encouraging them, people love you. People will enjoy you being around. So go in with a positive attitude understand the dynamics like kind of study them a little bit oh you can see somebody reacts a certain way to something you know kind of study it as you go and you can kind of play your hand a little bit and get to know everybody you can individually as you get to know the whole group too and there all these are just little tricks to help you get to a place where maybe you can join a group that um, you really want to be in and that would be the recommendation i have of course my take of is obviously don't put up with mean girls, but um, you know if you want to put up with one to join a great group, I am all for that. I would also say to be authentic because I think people can tell when you're forcing trying to fit in or you're being fake or something, and they'll like kind of immediately call you out on that. True. So if you're being your true self and people still reject that, I think that that's more on them, you know? Oh, you know what? That reminds me. I think everyone has that one friend who just lies about everything constantly, like mm -hmm. over-exaggerates, you Definitely know, they've that. caught the biggest fish in the entire world in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean that no one's ever been to, you know? It's like, why are you telling me this story? Don't do that. I guess to finalize this conversation, <laughs> if you're a mean girl, own it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. I think, though, that it does follow you into adulthood. And it's up to you, though, now to decide if you're going to put up with it, if you're going to be one, and how you're going to navigate your life regardless. 
It's a great point. And if you don't know, there's always wine or beer, and you can just <laughs> keep going and drown there your you sorrows. There you go. And, well, <laughs> maybe still cut out the mean people in your life. It's probably true. But uh, you can also listen to our episode about toxic friends. If you think that you have some toxic mean girl friends in your life, that might be a good one to listen to. Yeah, some great parting advice. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Hard to Make Friends as an Adult podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Macy. Thanks, everybody. Y'all have a very blessed day.